Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. I think Christmas time is a time to think about visions and think about what God has for us. It's a good way to prepare for the new season when we celebrate the birth of Jesus. We think uh, about him so often. We hear Christmas carols that sing about him. I love joy to the world. The Lord has come. I love a way in a manger. No crib for the bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down a sweet head. I love some of those things that talk about the joyous times of Christmas. But as we come nearer to Christmas, as we draw near, I want to look to the Old Testament. I want to look to a great man of God, one of the greatest men of God that I've read about in the Bible, and that is Daniel, the book of Daniel. If you read the book of Daniel, you'll know this was a godly man, that he wouldn't let anything get in the way of his relationship with Almighty God. You know, in fact, I think of when I just happened to turn to Psalms 59 today, and he said uh, in verse 1 and 2, he says, Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Be my fortress against those who are attacking me. Deliver me from evildoers and save me from those who who are after my blood. See how they lie and wait for me. Fierce men conspire against me. For no offense or sin of mine, Lord, I have done no wrong yet they are ready to attack me. And of course, this is talking about David, but does this ever talk about Daniel too? Here Daniel is a man of God and he had people after him. They were jealous of him and they tried to get him in trouble and it worked except God always prevails. Our Heavenly Father, prevail in the lives of the listeners today. Lord, you know what is on their heart. You know what is on their mind You know what's on their family's heart and mind. You know if they're seeking you. They know, you know if they're putting you first. In the name of Jesus today, may people rely on you. Help them, Lord, and help me, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Daniel was obviously a godly man. Daniel's situation really is, is close to our situation in life. For most of his life, Daniel lived his life believing a minority in a a pagan or heathen ungodly world. Most of his life from a teenager to his death, he served under mostly pagan kings. He never had the privilege of living around people who believed as he did. He had to live God around everyone else who chose not to, just like many of us today. You have to live around people who are not choosing God. We have students in our schools that go to our youth groups that are going, being around influence of kids trying to pull them away from the things of God and telling them the lie of life. We have to live our faith around people. And you know what? We need to trust God. And we need to be like Daniel and stand tall for the Lord. You have an opportunity in your workplace, in your family, in your school. There's probably not many kids listening this time of day. But your kids, you need to teach them to stand up for the things of God. I hope that you're bringing your children to church. I hope you say, well, we may let them make their choice. Well, I'll tell you something. You need to show them example and encourage them to be in the house of God. We have a wonderful youth program at Cloverdale Church of God. 
My uh, youth pastor, Pastor Brandon, is uh, he loves those kids, and it is a full house on Wednesday and Sunday mornings, and they are learning the things of God, and we need that. You need to have your children and your youth involved in the things of God, because if they aren't now, don't think they're going to be when they get older. You know, the way you bring up your child is the way they will go. What is the emphasis you have on being in the house of God? What is the emphasis you have on Jesus in your house? Do you even say a prayer around the dinner table? Or is that, well, that's just mundane. We're not, we're just, we just talk. We just say, thank you, Jesus, bless the food. We don't think about what we're saying. So we just don't say it. We need to be thankful all the time for what God has given us. One of the greatest lessons from the, this book is, is this, the book of Daniel. God is in charge. If we could really grasp to the meaning of that, and we're going to read some passages actually tomorrow. I'm going to get to the passages, but it would change our lives and change our thought patterns. But I would ask you this week, if you would read the book of Daniel, it's a book that should charge you up. He is in charge of nations, families, and each and every person in the universe. God is. He is in charge of the good and the bad and the past, the present, the future, happiness and sorrow, defeat and victories. It is said that this is the Old Testament book that every teenager should read. I'd love for our teenagers to read the Word of God. How many of our teenagers read the Word of God? If not, get them the Gideon app. I listen to the Word of God all the time. I love the Gideon app. Just have them get the Gideon app. It's free and just Turn into Book of Daniel and listen while you're driving in the car. The book is full of history, prophecy, prayers, lions, dreams, and visions, and a fiery furnace and more. Incredible adventures and amazing escapes. It's a great book. You can make a movie out of these things. You can't write anything this good and to know it is the Word of God is meant to transform our lives and look deep into God's desires for all of us. Sometimes this book is said to be about Daniel and his three friends that would uh, that also would stand up for God. And you know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three that escaped the fiery furnace. Well, let me give you a, a few particulars about Daniel. He lived approximately 400 years after David and around 600 years before Jesus. As the book opens, we see Daniel and his friends being forcibly taken from their homes in Jerusalem and deported to Babylon. They were going through a huge change in their lives. Here they would have to deal with the choice of to fall in line with a sinful, non-godly life or take a stand and possibly die. Most of you over the years have heard the two major stories that Daniel covers, and that is the story of the fiery furnace and the Daniel in the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego defied the orders of King Nebuchadnezzar to bow down to a gold god that was made, and every time the horn sounded, the nation was to bow down and worship this false god. Boy, does it sound like what's going on in our nation? Oh, my goodness. You know, we need to stand up for God's truth. The boys refused to do it, and the king was so angry, he ordered the fire to be made seven times hotter. The guys told the king they would never bow down to a false god, and the God of heaven would watch over them, and whether they lived or died, they would stand up for the Creator. How would that be for a stance for all of us? Whether we live or die, we will stand up for the Creator. 
I think of that young girl at Columbine years ago in Colorado who they who the shooter asked her to deny her faith in God and she stood up for her faith in God. She is worshiping with the angels. I heaven she is surrounded enjoying the presence of Almighty God because she stood up in a moment that would have been very hard to stand up in. And she said, I will never let down my God. The king was all the more mad. The men were tied up and they were throw they were thrown into a raging fire. In fact, it was so hot that the guard who threw them died. The king watched, but those with amazement, when he looked into the fire, there were four people walking around in the fire. He said, the fourth looked like a son of God's. He got them out of the fire and their clothes were not even scorched, not even a smell or just as if they weren't in there. And the king said, praise to the God of these men and put a decree out that if anyone talks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that they would be killed. Of course, we see the incredible faith of these men, example for all of us today. Though the world around us tries to constantly get us to fall victim to the gods of the world, the gods of greed, immorality, selfishness, the world tells us to compromise with sin at every turn and even seeks Christians' communities to try to change their lives, to change moral codes, churches to accept things that are not of God. We love the sinner and hate the sin. There's a huge price to be paid for the compromise that the world is making. So Christians, we have to stand up like these men did. Stand up. Be men of God. Trust in him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. You're going to have that opportunity. You're going to have that opportunity to trust him. What decision are you going to make? You know, compromise is a big thing. You know, you get we get compromised on social issues. And now you just hear all this social talk about these things. And we get so caught up in these things that we start judging people instead of loving one another and it be about the business of God. We are paying a huge price even today. You know, the world lives in immorality. Oh, it's okay. Hey, you can live in immorality. If you believe in Jesus, it's okay. It's not okay. No immoral or greedy person will enter the kingdom of heaven, the Bible says. You know, I said, well, he'd been forgiven, so there, that's all right. Folks, never compromise with what the devil whispers in your ear. The Bible says he who practices righteousness is righteous. He who practices sin is not a God. And I've told you this many times. What is practice? Doing something over and over again. Because you, when you do it over and over again, folks, uh, it becomes a habit. It's just kind of like I've talked about my father having us shoot, man, thousand free throws a week at home. And where all, all of us boys could shoot, make uh, anywhere from 50 to 110 free throws in a row. My brother Dave still holds a family record and he's in heaven, so he'll probably hold on to it. He hit 110 free throws in a row. He, then he hit 104 free throws in a row, except reverse order. I hit 101 free throws in a row and 97 in a row before that. My other brother hit 69 in a row. Why? Because practice, practice, practice. I think I could have made 20 out of 25 blindfolded because you just get in practice of it. Practice the presence of Almighty God. 
practice the presence of God. He who practices sin does it over and over again. Bible says in 1 John 3 is not of God. Hey, let's love God. Let's stand up like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.